Hey, welcome back to the Flex Diet Podcast. If you're looking for information on all things to increase uh, better body composition and performance, all without destroying your health, you are in the right spot. And today we have a short announcement that the Flex Diet Certification is open once again for this quarter. This is as of July 19th, 2021. It'll be open through July 26, 2021. If you are listening to this early and you're on the newsletter, you can also have the ability to get a fast hacking bonus too. So go to flexdiet.com, F-L-E-X-D-I-E-T.com. And if you order within the first 48 hours, uh, everybody who does that when it's open, will get a cool bonus also. Um, yeah, so go there, uh, flexdiet.com. It'll send you over to the sales page with all the info. And if you're listening to this and it's not during that time, you can still go to flexdiet.com and you'll have a way of getting on to the wait list and the newsletter for next time. So one of the main questions I get about the Flex Diet Cert is is it all really on physiology or what do you do about the psychological component of it because we all know that it's one thing to know what to do and for a lot of clients it's another thing to actually get that done so initially when i set out and got everything organized the biggest problems i was trying to solve was how do we line things up so that people are working on the biggest leveraged items first? Everybody wants to see more success uh, when they start a new program, but we all know that the crazy crash diets and everything else, while they can work for a short period of time, always come with interest and a very high cost. This could be to your health. This could be to the reversal of uh, possibly body composition changes later on, or just making it very hard to sustain any of those changes. Most people do pretty good losing weight initially, but they do a not so good job keeping that weight off. Uh, recidivism rate is usually around the high 90%. So one of the things I was trying to solve was how do we get all of the higher leveraged items to be earlier in the course and those would be action items that you would do early on with clients so they are taking action and we're doing the things that are going to have the biggest effect the most leverage at first i thought well we'll just do this based on physiology right we can come up with a whole list of nutrition and recovery tactics and things that have the most effect on physiology We'll just list those sooner. So things like calories, protein, etc. are going to be better than trying to micromanage the amount of copper in your diet. So there are things to do first that have a higher leverage. But then I realized that in practice, this may not work out so well. The example would be sleep. Uh, sleep has a lot of physiologic impact we know that if you become more sleep deprived, your odds of making good nutritional decisions are very slim. 
We know that it changes your metabolism. You become more metabolically inflexible. You have a less uh, capacity or percentage at night that you're using fat as a fuel. And even during the day, your ability to use carbohydrates to the fullest degree also get kind of scrunched. So you become more metabolically inflexible. So there's lots of reasons that sleep is super important. The downside is that getting most people to sleep more, you can do things to help quality of sleep, and those things can make a huge difference for sure. But if you're only sleeping four and a half to five hours a night, unless you're a genetic uh, deck to genetic outlier, odds are at some point you are going to just need to be in bed for a longer period of time. And you're going to have to find not just a few minutes, but hours in your schedule to accomplish that. And this is very difficult for a lot of people. So while sleep has a massive impact on physiology, it reality it is much harder to get those things in place because of uh, lifestyle and just things that everybody else has going on so if i was only prioritizing by physiology uh, sleep would be up quite high but unfortunately where the rubber meets the road and we're talking about the psychological impact or the client's ability to change Sleep is pretty low. And so when I ranked the eight different interventions, uh, sleep actually came out to be dead last. And again, this wasn't necessarily for any uh, physiologic reason. It had everything to do with the psychology or the client's ability to change. So what I came up with is something called coaching leverage, which is the physiologic effect of any intervention times a client's ability to change. And it turns out in the Flex Diet Cert, eating more dietary protein is the number one intervention. Most people can do better eating more protein. So there's a lot of physiologic impact from recovery, um, satiety, uh, normalization of potentially blood glucose. Most people tend to handle protein pretty good. You see less intolerances and even straight out allergies with it. And most people are able to eat more protein. It takes a little bit of education uh, for them to know what it is and a few habits to prepare protein and have it around. But compared to trying to get someone to go to bed earlier, eating more protein is also way easier because you're subbing out one thing for another. Even if they're eating three times a day, we're going to sub in more protein during that time that they were already eating. In the case of sleep, we may have to be trying to find one, two, three sort of extra hours in their day for them to accomplish the intervention. So on the physiology side, again, protein is pretty high. On a 1 to 10 scale, I usually give it a 9. Client's ability to change on a 1 to 10 scale uh, also gets a 9. So your composite score there is a 81. Compared to sleep, on the physiologic side, we can maybe even give that a 10. But on the client's ability to change the psychological aspect, it gets a 1. So your composite score there is 10, which actually puts it via coaching leverage dead last. So this allows you to have better and more productive conversations and interventions to do with clients earlier. 
And I know I've made this mistake of trying to really emphasize sleep early on. And it was very difficult. And even for me as a coach was very frustrating. The client was also then frustrated because they were attempting to make changes. Uh, They probably underestimated how difficult that was. And then they kind of felt bad that they were not able to do the thing that they were paying you all the money to do. Again, this doesn't mean that there's not a time and place to work on sleep habits and hygiene and everything else associated with it. But I would recommend that that's definitely not a place to start for the vast majority of people. So when I set up the Flex Diet Cert, there's eight different interventions. And they're ranked in terms of order using the concept of coaching leverage. So your physiologic response times the psychology aspect or the client's ability to change. Uh, Other interventions that we go over are intermittent fasting, micronutrients, sleep, as we mentioned, neat, exercise, carbohydrates, and dietary fats. And the nice part is with each one, you'll have a technical uh, lecture that's about one hour but we break it down in actual terms you can understand. You have all the fully referenced material there. We have an ongoing big picture that talks about the concepts of metabolic flexibility and flexible dieting. Those are kind of the two core concepts of the Flex Diet Cert. And at the end of each intervention, you have five very specific action items. So different clients will respond to different action items. And this is all included within a system so that you're giving clients a kind of semi-customized approach because the goal is to make it work for their particular lifestyle. Uh, The analogy I use is imagine if you go to a bowling alley and you've never really bowled before and your coach just wants you to hit a strike after a strike after a strike. Probably not going to happen, right? Now, if you were able to do that, of course, you would be very successful. Right, So expecting clients to radically change their lives overnight and to magically hit the ball out of the park or bowl a strike each time is unrealistic. But we can put up the little inflatable bumpers in the bowling alley and just keep them in one lane, make sure they don't end up like three lanes down somewhere else or even in a different bowling alley altogether. And the goal is to just keep knocking down a few pins. So we're going to try to rig the system in their favor will still allow them to kind of weave and bob a little bit, but we're going to try to keep that within confined constraints. So this allows them to use a more flexible approach, but to constantly be making progress forward. And so to me, that is the key. So they're learning as they go. They're doing a little bit of practice. And in essence, they're also practicing for the real world once you are no longer there. And they've learned and acquired all the skills that they need to. So while the the Flex Diet Cert is more on the physiology side because of the different interventions that we're talking about, the psychology of it is not necessarily forgotten at all. It's more or less baked into the system. And then we have a, a system to decide what action item is going to be best within each intervention for each particular client. That way you're allowing it to be more customized um, to them. So that's a little bit a question about the Flex Diet Cert that I get a lot about the importance of both physiology 
and of psychology. So again, both of them are super important. In the Flex Diet Cert, the psychology is more baked into the system. So most of what you'll be learning is more on the physiology side, um, but it is also a huge uh, component of the system. Uh, the reason I designed it this way was that most of the questions I got were actually about uh, physiology and what were better things to do with clients. Again, there's lots of nutrition certifications out there. I think a lot of them are good. A lot of them I don't really know anything about, so I can't say if they're good or bad. Um, but Precision Nutrition is one that I've used for many years. I was actually with a peer reviewer, one of them, on the latest edition. And I think they do a very good job of giving the background of physiology. And they do an excellent job of how to do habit change using a kind of a BJ Fogg approach with the tiny habits, small changes over time. So part of when I was writing the Flex Diet Cert, I didn't want to do the same information that was already out there. So if you've already taken Precision Nutrition, I think with the Flex Diet Cert, you'll be able to pick up a few more things in the physiology area and gives you a little bit more of a simplified and a little bit more of a direct system to use. And I do think, I'm of course biased, that they complement each, each other quite well. Um, I will honestly say that if your goal is to get really, really good at habit change and you're not necessarily as interested in the physiology component, that's not your main interest, then actually I'd recommend the Precision Nutrition certification actually over the Flex Diet Cert. Even though I make zero money sending... <laughs> Sending you to the Precision Nutrition Insert, uh, maybe it costs me some money, I guess, but I'd much rather that you get what you want to do and you'll be able to help clients that way, which is great. So that's the, the end goal. So there's a little bit of a difference between the Flex Diet Certification and Precision Nutrition. Well, the last question we had too is, do you have CEUs available for the Flex Diet Cert? And right now, we are in the process of applying to a whole bunch of them. So still waiting to hear back from CrossFit. Uh, other ones that we've applied for are NSCA, uh, NASM, ACSM, and ACE. Unfortunately, we're in a holding pattern with all of them right now. And we have not officially heard back from anyone yet. Hopefully, we will soon. Uh, hopefully, they will get approved. But... They could just deny all of it too. Um, I've had other certifications approved. I've had other uh, lectures and presentations approved for most of those organizations in the past. And I've set it up so that they will hopefully uh, be approved. Everything is fully referenced, uh, but don't have any official word yet. So hopefully that they will. The other option is you can usually appeal to whatever your regulating body is. And if you have any questions on that appeal or you need more information to do it, you can always email me. Most of the time so far they have approved it. But again, uh, there's no way I can say 100% for certain if they will or not. So hopefully we'll have CEU approval very soon and we'll have more of an update on that. So there's three questions I usually get about the Flex Diet certification. If you have any other questions, there'll be a way through flexdiet.com. You can contact me, or if you're on the newsletter list, just hit reply. Uh, Flex Diet Cert is open again. 
July 19th, this Monday, through July 26, 2021. Go to flexdiet.com, F-L-E-X-D-I-E-T.com. That'll have all of the information there for you. If you still have a question, there'll be a way you can contact uh, me directly. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Um, Stay tuned on the podcast here for some other uh, great episodes coming up very soon. Talk to you then.